Today's episode of Locked On Wild is brought to you by RockAuto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. You are Locked On Wild, your Minnesota Wild, every day on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your host, Joe Bully of Zone Coverage, and with me is Tony Abbott and special guest, Jesse Pierce. I'm back again from NHL.com. Jesse, how are you doing today? I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Tony, how are you today? You know what? I've been uh, I've been really taking in baseball this weekend. <laughs> I, I don't know when the last time that I sat at home and watched baseball was like I'll, I'll watch baseball when like i'm out like with people at a bar there's tvs on uh, mm-hmm. obviously can't go to bars now so like <laughs> i don't get my baseball fix then but no i'm just like at home this weekend and i'm sitting down and i'm watching baseball and you know what it feels great why haven't i been doing this <laughs> it's a whole new lifestyle change for you then it is i'm gonna be i'm gonna be like 162 game guy like just sitting at home watching uh, watching baseball like all the time. I think I might just do the uh, the radio and just sit on the old rocker out on the porch like an old guy. Oh, that's that's real old person stuff right there. Uh, falling asleep with the uh, with the game on, even though it's like five o'clock. It's an afternoon game, but uh, it's your bedtime because you had supper at four. <laughs> And you gotta be up at 2 a.m. to read the paper. <laughs> right. Speaking of, uh, of 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 baseball, uh, opening day was just uh, for the Twins on Friday, and uh, that was a that was a fun game to watch. It was a 10 to 5 victory. Uh, more Bombas, Jesse. You had quite the opening day uh, uh, on your was it your Instagram or Twitter where you, yeah. uh, you the only thing that you knew was hockey, but you were you were on a baseball field. I mean, of course, I, I like to be cheeky and fun. Like, I do love all sports. Um, baseball is one that I just have a heck of a time. And my husband's a huge baseball fan. Okay. So it's it's kind of funny. Like, he could, like you guys, he could sit and watch a game all day, every day. I mean, that's his his jam. And he had come home with, like, a Kepler jersey or a Kepler shirt for me that day. And I was like, okay. And is he a pitcher? And, like, I just totally <laughs> embarrassed myself. Right? I was like, I don't know no, this guy. And then and I'm like, well, you know what? Runs. For because I'm a hockey person, I'm like, let's have a little fun with this. Yeah. So I took my kiddos like T ball and like their mini sticks and a puck and went out to the baseball diamond and took some pictures and and kind of turned it into like my niche while having some fun too. Anyone who gets on you for uh for not knowing the baseball thing should be asked to name two white caps players. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? Like, well, and I knew the name. I'm like, I'm not a total idiot. Like, I know he's a big deal, but I for some reason I was thinking he was a pitcher and I was completely off on that. So, <laughs> I let my true color shine. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I I have no idea. <laughs> uh you also got to spend a lot of time indoors as the uh the summer heat really started to roll around this last week. You spent uh, what, 2 weeks over there at training camp kind of chronicling for nhl.com. Yeah, the uh, the train camp, summer camp 2.0, I guess, is what they're calling it. So uh, how was it just kind of being indoors back in Tria and uh, kind of just taking in hockey practice again? 
I mean, that's such a great facility if anybody has been to a Whitecaps game or a Hamlin game or, I mean, really in any capacity, the Wilds open practices, even when they were Mm -hmm. able to hold those. Um, So it was it was nice. It was nice to kind of get back into the routine, see some people that, you know, obviously there's no interaction with the players, which you kind of forget is a fun part, right? Mm -hmm. Like just to catch up with those guys and not just be asking them all these questions, right? It's always nice to be like, hey, how are you? How are the kids? How's the wife? Whatever. Um, So obviously we kind of miss that capacity. And even we're all kind of trying to distance from each other as as media members (laughs) too. So it was kind of a bummer that you don't get to catch up with your friends, you know, at work there. Um, But it was great. It was awesome to hear the puck hitting the boards, the sounds of skates on the ice. Like I got chills. I mean, not only because it's pretty chilly in Tria um, and I'm still dressed like a summer idiot but uh, um, no it was it was great just to have the action back a little bit I mean the scrimmages I don't you know Michael Russo and I were joking I don't think I've ever been so excited for a scrimmage in my entire life because it was just finally had a little bit of a semblance of real reality and return of hockey so um, but it was a lot of fun learned a little bit about the team and uh, eager to see what they do uh, in Edmonton against Vancouver coming up if you had the opportunity to do what your colleague Sarah McClellan is doing and going to Edmonton and staying in an Edmonton hotel for two weeks to quarantine and then being in a bubble for indeterminate period of time, would you do that? That's a nice long break from my kids. So, yes, <laughs> I mean, let's be I love them to death. But sure, if mom could sleep in her own bed and not be pestered with anything, that sounds wonderful. Um, so yeah. there you go, everyone out there thinking, like, <laughs> should I have kids or not? Uh, it is preferable to be in an Edmonton hotel than to have kids. Exactly. Exactly. I, uh, I, I can relate. I definitely have been been cooped up in the house too long with the kids that I'm just... I might just go out and just continue driving west. And if I get to the mountains and just kind of hole up there for a day or two, I might just do that. I've really, really been wanting to just like go and just get out and just get away. I don't care. Just drive by myself. Music blaring, windows down, traveling 80 miles an hour on the interstate. I don't care. I just want to go and just see how far I can get. Yeah. Find myself in mountains on a beautiful lake, just in complete solitude like that sounds amazing right now I'm glad that everybody else is feeling that way like I was even telling my therapist I'm like something's wrong like I just want to run away so bad right now (laughs) she's like I think that's normal I'm like I mean I love them but I need to run away so and I think a lot of the wild players were kind of at that point too right because they've a lot of them have kids and we were asking Jared Spurgeon today well you know what's it like is it going to be sad to say goodbye and he's like nope I think it'll be fine. Like we're all set and ready to go. You know, I mean, again, it it is what it is. I think you uh, you got to prepare to to do this. I love that they're doing the bubbles and the hubs, and we'll see how Sarah comes out of it uh, at the end of her quarantine here. So there's uh, there's that episode of South Park where uh, where the kids are are going into uh, little league championships and they try to throw games. Oh yeah. Uh, so that they can lose and stop playing little league. Will it be the opposite for the Wild in Edmonton where it's like <laughs> if we lose we have to go back home to our kids and that just makes them play harder. Well, not to mention this would be the year that the Wild win the Stanley Cup when it's a weird year and people are mm-hmm. like, "Wait, what?" Like I watch that's exactly what'll happen and you don't get the parade. I mean, I just can't imagine what that whole celebration would be like. Like it would just be very classic Minnesotan to uh, to have something you know finally good happen and it's little fanfare for it <laughs> do want to uh, first mention rockauto.com if you're planning to run away from your kids like Jesse and I are <laughs> um, 
you want to make sure that your car is in great shape. So you might as well check out rockauto.com and check out their catalog for every part that you're ever going to need, whether it's an engine control module, a brake part or a tail lamp, uh, motor oil, or even new carpet, just so that, you know, your windows are, your carpet looks nice and your windows are actually rolling down so you can travel down the interstate at 80 miles an hour. You know, check, uh, check out rockauto.com. Again, their catalog is gigantic. It has every single make, uh, single make and model for your vehicle and uh, all the different brands and specifications and prices that, uh, that you need. So you can go super expensive. You can go super low, cheap tier, whatever you need to get your car up and running so you can run away as fast. Run to the hills, as Iron Maiden said. <laughs> Check that out. Uh, rockauto.com is that uh, online family business that's been serving online auto parts for customers for the last 20 years. And uh, again, I talked about their catalog. catalog. It's super easy and remarkably easy to navigate. They also have one-tier pricing. So if you go in or go to rockauto.com, you're not spending you know, more than, say, the mechanic that's coming in there because there's no second tier. There's no uh, under-the-table type of deal that they might have uh, with uh, with the local mechanics. It is one one price for everybody. And when you go to rockauto.com, make sure that you write locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know that we sent you. It's amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Welcome back to Locked On Wild. It's Joe and Tony with special guest Jesse Pierce from NHL.com talking about the Wild and their uh, upcoming series with the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, you were at practice today. I know they were actually, I think, as we speak, boarding a plane and, and taking off from. Uh, I don't even know what airport it was, but they are taking off and uh, heading towards the Edmonton bubble to quarantine before they have a, uh, an exhibition game against the Colorado avalanche. And uh, I guess we wanted to kind of pick your brain and kind of what you saw at practice the last couple weeks. Yeah. You know, you definitely saw energy and excitement from the guys. I think at first there's a little hesitance from everybody like, okay, is this really going to happen? Are we actually <laughs> going to get out of camp? Right. I mean, there's a lot of those, what if, what do we do? Um, but again, credit to the wild staff and the NHL staff for really doing their due diligence to make sure that that camp was able to go off without a hitch. Um, you saw a lot of communication. You saw some frustration from Dean Evson when players weren't getting drills down. I mean, you could tell again, you only have two weeks to get to come together as a team after months off. Right. And again, the players, aren't skating because rinks aren't open you know it's not your typical off-season type of training so Evson was really kind of in crunch time mode right like we got to perfect these things and he even said today there are still plenty of areas that he would like them to fine-tune and finesse well you know once they get to Edmonton um, obviously you know using that Colorado game as a big uh, big component too as far as evaluating and seeing what will be done um, I loved 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 the line of Greenway stall and uh, Fiala. I think during the scrimmage we, we saw that. I, you know, I know that breaks up that geek line that I think we were able to see earlier at parts in the season. Um, but I thought it just worked really well. I mean, you've got Fiala's speed, you've got Stahl's precision up the middle, and then you have Greenway's size too. And I think Greenway was starting to get a little bit of confidence, which is something that I think he really, really needs to to find in order to play at his very best level. Um, so I think that was kind of my favorite Fiala was a little snake bitten at times as far as scoring just in general, whether it was some different rushes. And I think it was because he was just simply gripping a stick too tight, tight and trying too hard, right. Trying to recapture that magic that he had mm-hmm. um, at the end, I guess the only disappointment was no Kaprizov. He never made it to camp. That was yeah. like, I kept going kind of daily in hopes that I would get a glimpse of the infamous Krill, um, <laughs> but he'll be joining the guys in Edmonton and still no update there. Um, but yeah, I mean, everybody, again, the, the pace picked up toward the end. 
Um, Stalock and Dubnik, they were the goalies for the most of the period. Matt Robeson and Capo Kakinen joined today on Friday, the last day of camp. So I was able to see a little bit of them. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I'm more excited to see them against Colorado and see what that game pace looks like for them. At this point, I kind of hope nobody ever sees Kaprizov. Like, I, I want him to play for Minnesota, but, like, maybe when he gets on the ice, like, they could cut the video feed and, like, put up a curtain around the rink just so you never actually get to see him play. He's like just, the Masked like, Singer. Yeah, yeah. He's like, or, or like a Sasquatch. <laughs> it's all just fuzzy video in a, in a shady... Uh... <laughs> totally silhouette totally. that he that's skating by yeah <laughs> at, like uh, occasionally like you can like point at the ice and be like those are his skate prints <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i guess uh you know the big story kind of leading off today was you know the scrimmage jules erickson kind of he left early on on thursday scrimmage uh due to an apparent injury and uh you know there was no matt dumba that was available at the time either and we don't I don't know if we actually heard what that was about, but uh, it sounded like they're on the plane and they're ready to go. And they were back at practice today as well. Um, are, did they, did they look fine at practice? Yeah. You know, it's, it kind of stinks. Not only are coaches able to be vague with us in general, but now with all the COVID and protecting a player's privacy, they're even more vague. So we are given nothing, <laughs> no matter how hard we try um, as far forget as the Matt upper situation. body injury, forget lower we don't body. Even get, we you don't, don't even, even get, get body back. injury. Nope. We don't know what at all it could be. And, um, you know, it was, he's unavailable and he's unavailable. And that's all, it, all they'll say to us. So we have no clue what Dumba's situation was. Cause yeah, he missed that scrimmage as you had mentioned, but he was back at practice on Friday. Seemed fine. Nothing seemed to be happening. I don't, I mean, he was looked fine. And then Erickson Eck too left. No, couldn't tell what happened in the scrimmage exactly if he had tweaked something. Um, and then missing practice Friday was a little concerning. And then they had the off day Saturday. So, but he came back today and looked just fine. I mean, nothing seemed off. Um, okay. Again, probably situations where things are a little bit more precautionary, right? You want to make sure that you are heading in. I actually asked Dean today if Erickson Eck was good to go, if all 31 players that they're bringing to the bubble are healthy and available. And he continued to be vague and said yep and that was it so we left it at that and i'm taking his word for it and that's what we're going with this season has been so cruel when you think about it it's been so cruel to paul fenton like think about it <laughs> kem fiala superstar jason zucker traded uh you can't tell anybody any injuries ever like this would have been the perfect year for him and he doesn't get to be here to enjoy it Oh, that's so true. Yeah, Paul Fenton and those injury updates, man. We got reamed numerous times for asking about yeah. it. Like, well, we need to know. Like, that's news. Like, we just are trying not to Not anymore, Jesse. Here, not anymore. You can't do it. <laughs> now it's just vague gesturing towards the player. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. They might not even tell you the player. No, right. Don't it's, it's, you just have to guess. <laughs> just nods. It's, that's what we're going to end up. It won't even be words. It'll just be like nods. I'm like, nope, <laughs> yes. We'll see. And now you can't even see the body language if you're just going to get Zoom calls after the game. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, that was, I mean, that's the other thing too, right? As far as access goes, it's, you do kind of pay attention to those things like, oh, hey, I saw Miko limping a little bit. Like what's going on there? We, we get nothing. We are be interesting to see how media comes out on the other side of this after it's all done. Speaking of Miko, you brought him up. I saw the two scrimmages as basically kind of all we get as as outsiders and we're not there every day, but 
he looks to be in great shape and looks to be moving really well. I mean, I think that whether it's third, fourth line, or even if he gets moved up, uh, he has a real chance to come back and, and be a good player in this kind of sprint towards the Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. Well, and he was a player that while he was over in Finland was able to do a little bit more training because they had some things that were open. Um, and I mean, I, he hears what people are saying, right? And he, I don't know if he's ready for it to be his last year. And so I think he knows that, okay, I have to perform well. I have to do my very, very best. I mean, every player does, obviously, but Miko mm-hmm. especially. Um, so I think he's come back hungry. I think, yeah, he came back in great shape. It's interesting because he did let us know that he was working through um, some injury toward the end of, of the, before the pause there, um, which was a little peculiar. And he's even kind of admitted, despite how great he did look, he said he's not quite a hundred percent either he said he's still feeling a little bit sore um you know he's he's nothing that'll hold him back entirely but again his age probably plays a factor into that as well so i know he's just he's trying his best um but yeah i think he'll i see him probably being maybe on that third line um but uh we'll we'll see what happens i think he's he's coming back hungry so that's always a good thing angry miko uh, could be a really good thing <laughs> it'd be nice to rekindle that hatred for uh, vancouver that he used to have i think yes exactly um one thing that i saw that was interesting when uh when you were uh putting up lines in practice uh earlier today um <laughs> was that uh I, I think it was Jordan Greenway, Jules Erickson Eck, Marcus Felino and uh and Miko were all on separate lines. And I thought that was a real interesting choice to break up the defense like that so that every line has like this one defensive ace. Which is well, gonna be very important to have out with uh with uh firepower that Vancouver has. I was just gonna say, I mean you look at the lines that the wild now have to try to match up against and Vancouver will get the last change in games one, two, and five. So mm-hmm. that's especially important, but yeah, you've got, I think they're splitting up uh, JT Miller and Brock Besser on different lines. And then, you know, you have Bo Horvat and Elias Pettersson and how do you match up? I mean, it's, it's a scary thing to think about. So I think that's probably a very obviously well-devised plan from, from Dean and his squad to make sure that they can try to get the po- best possible matches to, uh, to hold those guys. Do you think Dean will uh, will roll the same lines when he has last change, or do you think that he will just try to uh, staple his aces together and try to shut down one of those top two lines for Vancouver? That's a great question. And again, I mean, we've only, it's been so long since I've seen kind of how Dean operates, really. I mean, it's, it's I think... I want to say he'll probably stay pretty consistent. I mean, it, it all depends, obviously, on, on how it looks in game one or how it looks against Colorado and what he likes and if he does need to make those tweaks. Um, but the Wild, as bland as it may be, they are a team of consistency and ritual, right? <laughs> they don't do too much changing in, in respects to any of the lines or anything. Um, so, I mean, I think, I guess only time would tell. I don't have a direct answer to that. But I think Dean's a pretty consistent guy from what I've I've been able to see. All right. Well, we're going to have more with our special guest, Jesse Pierce from NHL.com right after this. You're listening to Locked on Wild. Welcome back to Locked on Wild. It's Joe and Tony with special guest, Jesse Pierce from NHL.com. And I wanted to talk to you more about the upcoming series. Obviously, we know that the Wild are boarding the plane. They're heading to Edmonton to face off against the uh, Vancouver Canucks in the qualifying round of the return to play format. Is it, I don't even know. Is this even like a play? I, I want to call it the playoffs. It feels like the playoffs, but the NHL has been very weird about saying it's not really a playoff. It's yet. the qualifiers for the playoffs. Technically is I believe how we're phrasing it at, at NHL.com is 
they're playing in the qualifying round to advance in the playoffs kind of it's very mm-hmm. mouthy very wordy i mean but oftentimes i will in conversation be like the playoffs because they're still right. kind of i mean it's technically it's a it's a play-in playoff round if tournament. you lose you're done I don't know. right exactly right. i don't know you're I, playing off for i i don't know how that works <laughs> but you're playing to win the game yeah exactly <laughs> uh, I, I got a couple of questions obviously um about the series here do you see one particular player as like an x factor for i guess either team uh we'll start with the wild obviously because you've you you're you know we cover the wild you cover the wild more mm-hmm. more closely but uh <laughs> is there a player that you can see that uh maybe maybe not so much kevin fiala but uh someone that could really rise up and, and be sort of an x factor and turn the tide for the series for the minnesota wild I mean, I think you look at Jules Eriksson Eck, and I think that's why it was so concerning if he was injured, right? Um, beyond just being another strong guy up the middle, he is annoying as hell to play against, I guess. He has that ability to get under an opponent's skin, and it drives them nuts. And it's so funny because we always ask the guys, like, well, what is it? You know, because he's a quiet dude. He's kind of mm-hmm. just there. And they're like, he'll he'll chirp or they'll chirp back at him and he'll just give you this kind of duh look and it just infuriates the opponent. Right. So, I mean, I do, I think um, if he can, you know, have that pest kind of presence as well and, and drive Vancouver nuts, that'll be huge. Not to mention he was having a career year this year too, right. With 29 points, I think eight goals. Um, so it, for him to kind of continue on that tangent will be, will be great. And again, that gives them another line outside of the Fiala line that could produce and, and do really well. So he'd be my, uh, my top guy um, to look at for the wild side of things. So he does not irritate y'all in the media when you're asking him questions and stuff like you, you don't get the uh, duh face when you ask him a question. <laughs> Once in a while you do, I think, but nah, he's pretty just kind of, there i mean he doesn't bug any of us none of those guys really bug many of us too much which is nice i gotcha i did watch the interview with him i think it might have been sarah that asked him the uh the question about like is this something that you try to do to get under their skin yeah and uh, he's like well i don't really go looking for it <laughs> you know I just kind no. of do it, it just yeah happens. he's like he's the most unassuming kind of pest <laughs> i think right like if you looked at the wilds roster i wouldn't be like oh yeah this guy that's the guy that's gonna annoy you like no really mm-hmm. like he's just kind of there like luke cunning yes i would say is the guy that would get in your face right and kind of drive you nuts but mm-hmm. erickson no surprising but i think yeah it, it tossed that into his skill he'd be uh he'd be a good guy to help give uh give the wild an edge this is an interesting matchup being that jules erickson was picked instead of brock besser he's always going to have that tide at least in minnesota about kind of who has passed up you know, and now they get to kind of face head off um, in in this in this series to see who's going to really you know who's the better player. I don't know if this is going to be a better player situation, but I do wonder if like we're going to have this have this uh, Erickson X slash Brock Besser uh, dichotomy here during this series that'll be fun to watch play out. I mean, you know, people will want to bring it up, especially with Brock right. being, you know, the pride of Burnsville out there. Um, you know, and I, I think you'll either see Eck against Brock's line or against that top line, which I think will be JT Miller and Pedersen and Tafoli. Tafoli? Tafoli? Tafoli. Tafoli, Tyler. Tafoli. Uh, <laughs> this is why I cannot do play by play, guys. I'm telling you. Um, yeah, no, I agree. I think it's something interesting. I, I think Besser and. Eric Sinek are two completely different players, right? So I don't think it's fair to at all compare them in, in those respects, but uh, we'll see what happens. So I'm going to flip the question then. What Do you see a player 
on uh, the Vancouver side that like if he has a great series, this there's no chance that the Wild have. Ironically, I would say Brock Besser. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, totally non-related. I just think he's obviously been battling a lot of injuries throughout the course of his career in general. Mm-hmm. And I think he was kind of on a roller coaster of a year. Plus, you toss in the idea of there has been rumors that he was going to be traded or the Vancouver was considering trading him, yada, yada, um, which I just think Besser can be such a catapult for for Vancouver, right? If he has, if he's not at the best in his game, that's another addition to an already very potent offense, right? Mm-hmm. Like an already terrifying offense. Um, so I think he would be a big, a big game changer for, for the Canucks if he gets going. All right. Tony, anything about Besser? Oh, just, um, <sighs> I think yeah. he's really good. He he's, he's, uh, he's an offensive talent that I, I think that, um, I mean, he was good before Pedersen came into the league. Pedersen just came into the league last year. The year before that, he scores twenty nine goals mm-hmm. in sixty two games. So this isn't uh, this isn't a situation where Besser, uh, you know, came into the league and he just got his tires pumped by Elias Pedersen. Like this is mm-hmm. this is a player who could succeed on a line separate from Pedersen, who, by the way, I think is like a top five player in the world. Just amazing player. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think having that one-two punch that you can roll with, like I, I think Jesse mentioned earlier, uh, JT Miller and Bo Horvat, and then on defense you have uh, you have Quinn Hughes, and I think I think that is maybe a little bit canceled out by the fact that Minnesota has like four really great defensemen, um, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like Quinn Hughes, really good. Like this is a this is a terrifying team. And you're forgetting that the, the part that scares me the most and the biggest advantage that Vancouver has, in addition to a solid offense, in addition to a Calder um, candidate in Quinn Hughes, you've got Markstrom back and healthy. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you're, I mean, good luck, Minnesota. I'm sorry to be that person. But that's, if you know, aside from Besser, he would be my other game changer, right? That's the other, that's what kind of sways me more of seeing Vancouver come out of this because as we all are very well aware goaltending is ginormous in in every measure come playoffs and you ride that hot hand and Markstrom is a very capable goaltender who will who could certainly carry them to the Stanley Cup finals I mean I'd say it, and that's the big question mark that the wild have too is what do you do in the crease so mm-hmm. we shall see I'm just gonna pretend uh that Dan Cloutier is in the net and I'm just going to say Dan Cloutier is in net until the universe manifests my words into reality. <laughs> I like that. They go with that. Sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, and then uh, as we're kind of running out of time here, I do want to ask you kind of for your series prediction, uh, how do you see this going and then uh, who wins and how, and how many games? Um, you know, I do see it going to five. I really do. I mean, not only as a hopeful outsider right just from coverage perspective but as a fan perspective like how annoying would it be to go in do all of this and you're out in 10 days like it just seems mm-hmm. to be exhausting but um i like the matchup i've liked the matchup from from the get-go minnesota is best at vancouver during the regular season before the pause so that's very promising um and minnesota's coming in with nothing to lose you know they've been voted down and out all season long and and often and uh so i think they're going to come in hungry they're going to come in hard they've got their veteran experience um they've got a lot of guys Guys too who like Miko Koivu who it's like their chances are running out so there's a sense of urgency to really make a good deep run and a good push here um, so that'll be interesting but Vancouver will edge the wild in in five again I think 
you're it's just it's such a strong youthful team i think that's going to help them the speed's going to be there um and again goaltending i just i think you you know do you go with staylock do you go with dubnik for the wild but vancouver doesn't have that question and they know that mm-hmm. markstrom can can carry him to the proverbial cut promised land so i say vancouver in five sorry wild fans <laughs> <laughs> it's all right all right well thanks jesse for joining us where can we find you you can find me on Twitter at Jesse, J-E-S-S-I underscore Pierce, P-I-E-R-C-E. Um, I got news up on NHL.com. We have our podcast, Bar Down Beauties. And uh, I think I'm in like USA Hockey Magazine this month too. So go All check right. it out. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I got to listen to uh, your episode with Alex Mandricki, a former stats uh, analyst for the uh, Minnesota Wild. And that was a really good episode. I just wanted oh, to shout that they, one out. Oh, thank you. You know, it would have been even better if she had confirmed that the Kraken were going to be the name of the team because we had spoken to her like a few days prior to the announcement. <laughs> but we still love her. She's she's killing it in Seattle. And I'm excited to, uh, to see what she do- does as that expansion team continues to grow. I wonder how she would have reacted if you just were like, so uh, you're with the Seattle Kraken. And just see what response you get. Like. Exactly, it would have been very much like like what we're you know Dean Evson will do in the future. Just you know, yes. no, I mean, just but a yeah. vague gesture. All yep. right, all right, Tony. Where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Ohio Tony. You can find my work at zonecoverage.com. And then you can follow my work on zonecoverage.com. Load it up this whole week leading up to this series, and then uh, we'll take you through the series as well. And uh, past that, if, uh, if the Wild do make it past that. So check that out. Also, you can follow me on Twitter at JoeBoo15. That's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Wild. If you liked today's show, please hit subscribe so your device sends it to you every time there's a new episode without having to do any work. Please leave a review and a rating on whatever podcast service you use. It does help us get found by other wild fans such as yourself. You can follow the podcast on Twitter. Just look up at Locked on Wild. You can get in touch with us via email. Drop us a line at LockedOnWild at gmail.com. Please support our sponsors because they support us. Thank you for listening to Locked on Wild. And be sure to check us out every Monday through Friday. Stay on top of everything revolving around your Minnesota Wild every day.